Amen. Praise him. All creatures here below, praise him, Father and Son and Holy Ghost. We've actually been talking about words of adoration, open, opening our mouth and speaking forth from our mouth praise, pleasant praise, pleasing praise. And last week we read from Psalm 51 and verse 15. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. That's what will come out of my mouth, words of adoration. We've seen that praise is pleasant. We've seen that praise is pleasing. And we've, we've looked at from Psalm 135 of why we should praise God. We should praise him because he is good. Even when life is hard, God is still good. We can't confuse God with our life. The world can be dark and men can be sinful and, and the devil is definitely wicked, but God is good. So we praise God because he is good. And we praise him because it is good. It is pleasant. It is pleasing to praise the Lord. And we praise him because astonishingly through Jesus Christ and the communion that we just partook together, that cross and that that oneness that God calls us as his children good. And we praise him because God right now, even in lockdown, is still in your life and in my life, and to those who love him, is working all things together for good. So we praise him. Praise is beautiful. But we also saw last week that praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. That verse in Psalm 51 and verse 15 from the Passion Translation says, Lord, unlock, unlock my heart, unlock my lips, and I will overcome with my joyous praise. I will overcome with praise. Praise helps and causes me to prevail. There is a place in my life where I can prevail through praise, where I can overcome through praise. Not only is God worthy of it, and God deserves all of our praise, but there is a power in praise, a prevailing power, and an overcoming power in our life. In Psalm 18, in verse 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. It's like this two-edged sword of praise. God is worthy of praise, and I will praise him because he is worthy. But in the process of praising him, the other edge of that sword is that I am saved from my enemies. Now, last week, we began to look at the amazing power that is in praise. We saw that praise builds a stronghold against the enemy. We saw that praise silences the adversary and the foe. We see that praise puts a two-edged sword in our hand. That praise executes the judgments that are written. That praise binds rulers with fetters of iron and nobles with chains. We find that praise opens prison doors and shakes the very foundations of prisons that we find ourselves in. We find that praise breaks the chains that binds us. We saw that praise sends confusion into the enemy's camp. And we saw that praise confounds the strategies of Satan. Oh, praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Let words of adoration come out of my mouth. Let God who is worthy of praise be praised and let the enemy be overcome as I prevail in my praise. Words of adoration. But family, today I want to talk to us also about words, powerful words of appreciation. Words of appreciation. You know, in the world of economics, when something is appreciated or something is appreciating, it has gone up in value. This week I went into Rob DeMartin's office and Rob, of course, is our business manager and I asked him to talk me through uh, in, in economics, appreciating and depreciating because I know in every budget that I've ever seen, there's a whole column of depreciating items depreciating items. And I said, walk me through that, Rob. Talk me through that. And so what we find that something is appreciating, depending on the market, but something is depreciating when it is losing its value or it's, it's, going, or it's lost value or it has gone down in value. So there's appreciation and there's depreciation. Now, when we think of that with the amazing power that we have in our words, well, that's where I want to go for the next few minutes. The words we speak are so powerful, more powerful than we know. I think you probably heard as a kid, like I did growing up, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. You know what? I hardly ever remember any sticks that hit me or any stones that got me because they just healed and I just got on with life. But man, I can still remember even from a child words that have hurt me. And so we know that statement is absolutely false because words are more powerful than sticks and stones by a long shot. As a matter of fact, this is what we know. This is what we see. This is what we understand. In Proverbs 18 and verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now that's strong. That's scary. That's kind of hopeful. In some ways, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's like <laughs> I was thinking this through in the days of the Roman Empire when most of the, all the New Testament was written. But in the days of the Roman Empire, there was a Colosseum. And if you've ever been to Rome, I know Carol and I have had the privilege of visiting that Colosseum. And of course, you know, many things happened in there. Some terrible things happened in there, tragic things. But the Caesar or the emperor would stand and a Christian or a gladiator would, would be before him. And that emperor would stand up and in the power of his thumb would be life or death. Just that, just the power he had that emperor, that Caesar, would hold in his thumb the power of life or the power of death. Well, I understand these scriptures to be telling me that you hold that very same power, not with your thumb, but with your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. The message says it this way, words kill Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Wow. You choose. Poison 
or fruit. The Good News Bible says, what you say can preserve life or destroy life. What you say. What you say. The Apostle James, the half-brother of Jesus, in his epistle, chapter 3 and verse 5, he says, and so the tongue is a small part of the body. I guess like a Caesar's thumb is a small part of the body. So the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it carries great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. And those of us who have lived here in Sydney and in Australia, we've seen some of those devastating fires that were started by something small. So today, as a church family, I want us to see that your words, my words, have power to appreciate, and my words have power to depreciate. You know, in many ways, your words control the market and determine what's appreciating in your life and what's depreciating in your life. In appreciation, your words are adding value. And in depreciation, your words devalue. Your words determine the market, the market, appreciation or depreciation. For example, we can see right in the scripture, a beautiful, perfect example. You can add value to your wife by appreciating her. Now this we see in Proverbs chapter 31 and verses 10 and 11. So here's this, this wife, this woman. We read this, a wife of noble character who can find. She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Now we go to verse 28 because this is where the rubber hits the road. In verse 28, her children, so she's a wife and a mother. So her children, her sons and her daughters, her children arise and call her blessed and her husband also. And he praises her. Her children rise, call her blessed. Her husband also calls her blessed, and he praises her. He speaks words of commendation and appreciation, and she is appreciated and value is added. So here is a mother, a wife, and as a son or as a daughter or as a husband, you can add value to her or you can devalue her with your words. You can appreciate her or depreciate her. The power to do both are in your words. Through the power of appreciation, we can add value to our friends and our workers, co-workers, colleagues. We can add value. Through appreciation, we can add value to our family. Through appreciation, we can add value to those who, who, who serve you or those who you serve or those who lead you or those who you lead, as well as through depreciation. You can devalue your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, 
or your neighbors. You can devalue your family, your husband, your wife, your kids, your parents. You can devalue those who serve you or those who you serve or those who lead you or those who you lead. We read in Proverbs 14 and verse 1, the wise woman builds her house. But with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. So here is one woman. She is appreciating. She is adding value to her house. And here is this other woman. And she is depreciating. And she is devaluing her house. Now look, in today's economy, if you live in Sydney, if you own a home or are making payments on a home, if you have a mortgage here in Sydney, in this current economic climate, I guarantee you, your house is appreciating. It's going up in value. Like every day, I read an article this week that said in Sydney alone in 2021, Houses are appreciating up to as much as 19% more value, added value, like in one year. And that's just like record-breaking appreciation. And so I guarantee you, your house is appreciating. But what about your home? You can have a beautiful house, and a miserable home. You can have a house that's appreciating and a home that's depreciating. If inside the house we are not adding value to each other and if we are not appreciating each other, we each have the power to change that today. We each have the power to stop that devaluation today. We each have the power to turn something that is being devalued into something that has had added value from depreciation to appreciation. Every single one of us in that home have the power to change it. We can stop our home from depreciating. Colossians 3.21. Fathers... Do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. The message says it this way. Parents, don't come down too hard on your children or you'll crush their spirits. Okay, now, we know, of course, that we need to correct and direct and protect our children. Of course we do. But the scriptures teach us to be careful, though, how we do it. Because this is not just some little 25-horsepower outboard motor. This is a 600-horsepower diesel engine. And so the Bible tells us that we should be careful with our words. We can appreciate and add value, or we can depreciate and devalue our children. I've told this story before, but... Many years ago, when my youngest daughter, Joelle, was living at home, she was the last one uh, at home, and one day, Carol was out shopping, and JoJo was downstairs doing something, and I was upstairs watching the NFL, and it was just wonderful. I was watching a live 
football game. And I was on the edge of my seat. And for some reason, Joe went outside to do something. And she locked herself out. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And I'm right in this game, and it's like, and it's not, it's like I'm watching it live, and she's knocking on the door. She's knocking, and I'm thinking, JoJo, how could you be so silly? How could you lock? What? JoJo, and she's knocking, and I know. So I run down the stairs, and I'm missing the play, and I open the door, and there's JoJo standing on the front porch. And I wanted to say to her, how come you're so, how could you be so dumb? But there she stood. My beautiful Joe. And instead of saying what I wanted to say, I stopped and I looked at her and I said, Joe, Joe, you are everything a father could ever hope for in a daughter. Went back up the stairs and finished the game. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 3, fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. If you'll do that, they will go up in value. If you will take them by the hand instead of speaking harshly to them and lead them in the way of the master, you will appreciate their value. Colossians 3.19 Husbands, I mean, since we're talking to the blokes, fathers, husbands, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. That's how you devalue. That's how you demean. That's how you degrade. That's how you depreciate. And if you're not careful, that's how you destroy your marriage. Men, you want your marriage to appreciate? You want to add value to your marriage? Well, then here's the life-changing and the life-giving scripture for you. Ephesians 4.31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, and harsh words. Do not speak to your wife that way. And I know marriage, relationship, intimacy is not easy. It's complicated. And I know sometimes we're angry. And I know sometimes we're upset. And sometimes we're both upset. A husband and a wife together are both upset. But I want to tell you something, brother, right now. The two most powerful words you can ever say to your wife, especially if either one of you are upset. If she's upset, here here are the two most powerful words you can say to her. If you're upset, here are the two most powerful words you can say. And if you're both upset, here are the two most powerful words a husband can ever say to his wife. Let's pray. That's what you say. Let's pray. And women, you want to appreciate? You want your marriage to appreciate? You want to add value to your marriage? Ephesians 5.33 says this, 
first part speaks to the husband, but the second part to the wife. However, let each one of you, each husband, love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Don't be the woman that devalues and depreciates with her disparaging words. Don't be that woman. Proverbs 19.13 says, A nagging wife is like water going drip, drip, drip. Ladies, that is an ancient form of torture. Proverbs 21 and verse 9 says, Better, better to live on the roof then share the house with a nagging wife. Now, what's on the roof? Rain and elements are on the roof. It's raining on the roof. Yes, but it's drip, drip, drip in the house, and it's better on the roof. Proverbs 21 and verse 19 says, Better to live out in the desert than with a nagging and complaining wife. What's out in the desert? A scorching sun. But what's in the house? The scorching words of a nagging and complaining wife. Don't be that woman. Don't be her. Don't be the woman that demeans her husband and degrades her marriage. Let me just tell you something about a man. I've always believed this. When a man has a father's affirmation and a wife's admiration, he can do anything. That man can accomplish anything. Be the wife that admires and appreciates her husband, appreciates her marriage. We all have the power to speak words of added value and appreciation to our family. We all have the power to speak appreciation or depreciation. We all have the power to engage each other with life or death. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, chapter 1 and verse 2, children, children, this is the Greek word technon, and it means sons and daughters. Children, it means sons and daughters. Everything from second graders to pea platers, it means sons and daughters. Sons and daughters, those of you who are Sons and daughters, listen to what the Bible says. Technon, sons and daughters, children, second graders and peopleaders, it is your Christian duty to obey your parents, for this is the right thing to do. Respect your father. This is what the scripture says that a wife should do, is respect her husband. Respect your father and mother. And this is the first commandment that actually has an added bonus promise and that is this to every young person that will respect and honor mother and father here's a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may live a long time in the land this is the order for a home and it all has to do with the way we speak to each other it all has to do with our words Husbands and wives, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, 
Each of you have the power to add value to your family by speaking words of appreciation. And I reckon, let's just begin right now. We're in lockdown. We're locked in. Let's do an audit. Not of our house. I guess you could call a realtor this week and he would come by and let you know how much your house has appreciated. But let's do an audit of our home. Is our home appreciating or is it depreciating? Has your home gone up in value? Or has it gone down in value? Has it been depreciated instead of appreciated? You have the power to build it or break it. You have the power to admonish or demolish. You have the power to pull up or put down. To give a compliment or a complaint. To uplift or upset. To affirm or afflict. To help or to hurt. To add value or to devalue. I declare today over your home and over your family, over the children and the parents and the husbands and the wives, I declare for your home today, for your marriage today, I declare for your family today a breakthrough day. I declare that today is the day that depreciation is over and appreciation begins because you have the power to appreciate. And I'd like every family that's listening to me today to take these next two verses that I'm going to read, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. I'm going to ask you to write these down or, or, or type these out or cut and paste these from the scripture and put these words right now, this week, today, put these words on the fridge or the, or the mirror or, or the door, wherever, but, but put these words in front of you because today is a breakthrough day for your family. And here's what I want to read, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. And I'm going to read from the Good News Bible. Get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. No more shouting or insults. No more hurtful feelings of any sort. Instead, be kind and tenderhearted to one another and forgive one another as God has forgiven you through Christ. Make it your goal that every member of your family feels appreciated and valued by you. Next Sunday is Carol and mine's 46th wedding anniversary. 16,790 days and nights. 16 thousand seven hundred and ninety being married for 46 years is no easy task being happily married and deeply in love for 46 years is another level and that's our testimony for most or many of those days and in many ways, 
we have expressed appreciation and love for each other. Not all the time, but more than not. And I appreciate her now. She's 65 years old. Whoops. I appreciate her now more than I ever have. And I feel her appreciation of me. I'm 68 and turned 69 in a few weeks. And, but I appreciate her. I feel her appreciation. She, she, adds, she, she still adds value to me. and I pray I still add value to her. 46 years. We compliment more than we complain. We laugh more than we cry. We show more respect than we do contempt. We still flirt in spite of our flaws. We encourage more than we disparage. We kiss more than we cuss. <laughs> Actually, we don't cuss at all. And she's still a real good kisser. I appreciate her incredible culinary skills in the kitchen, and she appreciates my prowess as an amazing handyman around the house. Well, actually, only one of those is true because she has her own toolkit, and she's a better handyman than I am. But I'm going to tell you what happened on July the 11th, 1975, when Carol and I married. I felt like we boarded this little airplane with just married written on the side of it. This was what I was envisioning in my mind. And I felt like her and I sat down together at the controls. And I got up on day one and went to the back of this little airplane, opened up the closet, and threw out the parachute, that one that was marked D-I-V-O-R-C-E, parachute, jump in case of an emergency. If the plane don't fly, bail. I took that apparatus, as it were, and threw it out the door, walked in, sat back down to Carol, looked at her and told her, I've just thrown out the parachute. So for you and me, we only have one option, and that's to fly this thing all the way to the end. Me and her, we add value to each other. We talk God talk. We talk faith. We talk hope. We talk love. We talk kids and grandkids. We talk dreams and visions and hopes and plans. You see, we have the power of words. And you have that power too. Open your mouth with words of appreciation. And stop your mouth with words of depreciation. I want to pray for your family right now. Heavenly Father, I bless the families of our church. I bless the families of all those who are listening right now. And even single people who are put in families through maybe connect groups or, or other ways. But Lord, all of us in whatever way that we are involved in a family, I bless that. And I pray every single one of us right now would only look at themselves and the power of their own words, and that they today would become the catalyst of change because today they would begin to speak words that add value and appreciation. Father, I know there's an attack on the family. I know that, that this season has not been easy, but Lord, I believe that we could go many, many years 
46 years and more and counting, adding value, and adding love, and appreciating. And I ask you now to please bless all the families of our church in Jesus' name.